special console memories episode of the Retro Game Time Machine podcast. This week, time travelers, we're having a chat about the Sony PlayStation 2 and going back in time to the year 2000. I am Ash the Noon, and joining me through a series of tubes is my co-host, Andy the Android. Hello. Well, hello. And hey, this episode, we are going to be cutting right to the chase, and we're jumping in the time machine right away, going back to the North American release date of the PlayStation 2. So let's get in that time machine. And we have arrived. It is October the 26th, the year 2000, the distant future. <laughs> Not really. Anyway, um, other things that were going on. And man, I didn't grab the, uh, the most popular song today. That's I, I, can work, I can work on that. Um, it's but... okay. But other things that were happening this month. I knew I forgot something in this hasty getting this together. Um, <laughs> other things happened this month. So October the 11th, it, the 100th Space Shuttle mission uh, was flown, the STS-92. On October the 15th, Larry David's comedy show Curb Your Enthusiasm debuted on HBO. On October the 18th, Zach De La Rocha announced he is leaving the rock band Rage Against the Machine. That's lame. Uh, October 26th, Baseball World Series. The New York Yankees beat the New York Mets 4-2 in Game 5 at Shea Stadium to win the Subway Series. It's the Yankees' third straight title, and the MVP was Derek Jeter. October the 31st, Willow Smith, American actress, singer, and dancer, was born in Los Angeles. She is younger than the PlayStation 2. <laughs> I feel old. Uh, music albums released this month include Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Water from Limp Biscuit, <laughs> Kid A that. from Radiohead. <laughs> this is this is quite a month for music. Um, so yeah, we have Kid A from Radiohead, The Dynasty, uh, Rock La Familia from, uh, from Jay Z, Hybrid Theory from Linkin Park, Warning from Green Day, All That You Can't Leave Behind from U2, Awake from Godsmack, Whoa Nelly from Nelly Furtado, and Back for the first time from Ludacris. Movies released this month include 2001 A Space Travesty, The Little Vampire, Dragon Ball Z, The History of Trunks, Pay It Forward, MVP, Most Valuable Primate, <laughs> The Ladies' Man, Lost Souls, Meet the Parents, Get Carter, and Requiem for a Dream. Notable games released this month on various platforms include Pokemon Gold and Silver for the Game Boy and Game Boy Color, Skies of Arcadia for the Dreamcast, Quake 3 Arena for the Dreamcast, Command & Conquer 2 Red Alert for the PC, Spyro Year of the Dragon for the PS1, and Mega Man Legends 2 also for the PS1. And the number one song hot off the presses here uh, on this day of release is Come On Over by Christina Aguilera. Thank you. And yeah, and uh, you know, also number one song in the UK was "Stomp" by Steps. All right. Well, hey, want to tell the folks at home a little bit about the the PlayStation Two? So, as far as the history of the PlayStation Two, the um, PS Two is the a home video game console developed and marketed by Sony Computer Entertainment. It was first released in Japan on March fourth, two thousand, in North America, October twenty sixth. 2000 uh, and in Europe November 24th 2000 and and in Australia November 30th of 2000 also also ick <laughs> uh, it is the successor to the original PlayStation as well as the second installment in the PlayStation brand of consoles 
As a sixth generation console, it competed with Sega's Dreamcast, Nintendo's GameCube, and Microsoft's Xbox. Announced in 1999, the PS2 offered backwards compatibility for its predecessor's DualShock controller, as well as its games. The PS2 is one of the best-selling video game consoles of all time, having sold over 155 million units worldwide. Over 3,800 game titles have been released for the PS2. Wow. Uh, with over 1.5 billion copies sold. Sony later manufactured several smaller, lighter revisions of the console known as the Slimline models in 2004. Even with the release of its successor, the PlayStation 3, the PS2 remained popular well into the seventh generation. It continued to be produced until 2013 when Sony finally announced that it had had been discontinued over 12 years of production one of the longest lifespans of any video game console. Despite the announcement, new games for the console continued to be produced until the end of 2013, including Final Fantasy VI, Seekers of Adulin for Japan, FIFA 14 for North America, and Pro Evolution Soccer 2014 for Europe. Repair services for the system in Japan ended on September 7th of 2018. I'm surprised that it was even able to be repaired for that long. Like that was yeah. that was a pretty long that was 18 years of support. Yeah, and it, it did say in Japan, so they do things a little bit differently sure. than they do here. Yes, yes, <laughs> but still, like that's that's impressive. That's uh, it's pretty cool. I think I remember seeing an article about that when the uh, when the what is it repair service ended in Japan a few years mm-hmm. ago. It was like, wait, what? That was yeah. still happening. <laughs> Yeah, and I I think wasn't it like four years ago there was that story about the old ninety year old woman who liked to play Tetris on her Game Boy, but the Game Boy broke, so Nintendo sent her a new original oh, Game Boy. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we're not talking about the Game Boy, but still, it's just like eh, Japan rides their electronics hard. Like, <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, you know, and they they uh, they support their stuff. Yeah. Correct for a long time. Um, all right. Well, I also grabbed a uh, article here from the launch day here uh, from IGN, and it's a very brief article, and it's just talking about all the games that were released. So I end up reading the paragraph and then kind of run through all the games that were released, and then we can talk about you know our own our own history with this wonderful machine. Um, so. Here's the final and definitive list of all the games that released on or before Thursday, October 26, 2000 for the PlayStation 2 in North America. In the end, there was a grand total of 29 different software titles released for the system in time for its debut here in the States. All of these titles are available now and made it onto store shelves by October 26, 2000. So without further ado, here's the final list of launch games for the PS2. Uh, so this list appears to be alpha. Well, maybe yeah, yeah. I guess it's alphabetical. Um, so starting with Armored Core two, and then uh, Dead or Alive two Hardcore, Dynasty Warriors two, ESPN International Track and Field, ESPN X Games Snowboarding, Eternal Ring, uh, Evergrace, Fantavision, Gun Griffin, Kessen, Madden NFL two thousand one, Midnight Club. MotoGP, NHL 2001, Orphan, Cue Ball Billiards Master, uh, Ready to Rumble Boxing Round 2, Ridge Racer 5, Silent Scope, Smuggler's Run, SSX, 
Street Fighter EX3, Summoner, Swing Away, Tekken Tag Tournament, Time Splitters, Unreal Tournament, Wild Wild Racing, and X Squad. So that's that's quite a lot of games, I feel like, on a release day for a console. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's average. I just I don't I don't recall. It just it seems like a lot. And I remember a good number of these. Yeah, definitely the PlayStation 2 was a big deal. And I remember a lot of people being very hyped about it. And um, I don't know, you know, it, it there there's a smaller list for Japan when it first came out, but sure. it did say by October 26th of 2000. So a few games had a way, you know, a little bit of wiggle room to leak out. But overall, not a great showing, I think. I, I think it's kind of one of the more drier runs as far as like quality games to be launched with a system. Of course, I love Time Splitters. <laughs> like I really enjoyed Time Splitters too. Was was kind of where it was at, but I I really love Time Splitters SSX. They're they're good games here. Um, yeah, I I played Madden NFL two thousand one. Uh, as far as you know, games from this list. Same thing mm-hmm. with Smuggler's Run. I bought Smuggler's Run before I had my PS two, um, mm-hmm. in anticipation of getting one, and I, I believe I played that copy. I I believe I played that copy uh, of Smuggler's Run on my Mm -hmm. friend's PS2 uh, because like my best friend at the time, he got a PS2 really close to launch. I didn't. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, I'm going to get one. So why don't I buy games? Because games were also hard to come by. Like Mm. this thing was was a hot commodity. Um, I think (laughs) at least in the beginning, it felt as difficult to get as like a Wii or even now, like as difficult to get as a PS five or an Xbox, you know, series X. Um, but thankfully there wasn't like, you know, the, the scalping market wasn't quite as bad. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was certainly there. Um, but we weren't, you know, we didn't have as many, um, which more we're much more dependent on online shopping now, and yes, yeah. there are bots that yeah, I was sort say, of... we didn't we didn't have bots <laughs> buying up all the the brand yeah. new consoles before yeah, so, anybody could get to them. So um, you know, it's still like the de- I I remember from this time, you know, the demand didn't it wasn't lasting as long as like the PlayStation Five because we're like what two years later, <laughs> kind of at least a year yeah, later, about, about uh, a, a year and a half, yeah, close to a year and a half. Yeah, it's that that for even the Wii, I mean, it was pretty impossible to get in the first six months, but it was the controllers that became really scarce there. But anyway, That's, <laughs> that was why that was why I bought a copy of what we play or something. Yeah, yes. Yeah. The Wii remote. Yeah. And that game, I think, remained on the top of leaderboards for oh, like yeah. <laughs> two no years brainer, for this it's reason. Because, like it was 50 bucks for yeah. Wii play and you got a Wii remote. Or buy buy a Wii remote for forty bucks by itself. Yeah, it's like great. Exactly. I get a controller and then this game for ten dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So I I, I also remember and just kind of dipping into the memories a little bit. Yeah. So my stepbrother got had a full size. You know, we call it the fat PS2. Yes, the right? fat PS2. And 
I remember playing like some of the earliest games definitely remember playing smugglers run. And I think that was like the only game we had for a little bit. (laughs) Um, I, I didn't really play it. I I just thought that was funny because there was one peak of the mountain that this deer would always like sit on and you could drive up there and you could like run into this deer and it would fall all the way down the mountain, just like total jelly ragdoll physics. And then it would get back up and it would run back up to the top of the mountain. What? <laughs> so we so had wild. this, we had this game where we just like keep hitting the deer <laughs> off the mountain. And uh, anyway, it was just, uh, it was, it was really silly. Um, and then Grand Theft Auto three, which I do believe I saw at a friend's house and the friends always had this particular friend always had kind of the cool, hot new game. So there was Grand Theft Auto three, the and and so you know of course we got it right after but i also remember playing um warcraft 3 for the first time oh, nice. at this guy's house and that was <laughs> i don't know that was uh that was pretty memorable so every time when i see that game it takes me right back to that <laughs> dude's house <laughs> so anyway uh playing uh and then finally atv off-road fury that was another one that like that was my favorite playstation 2 game like nice. i didn't I, I rode motorcycles i didn't really give like a crap about atvs in real life but i loved this game <laughs> it was so fun i love the way it sounded i loved that the the um ATVs had clutches that you could, you know, sort of use to slip the throttle, give you more oh. throttle control, like out of the turns. So L1 was your, was, was your clutch, but I just loved that game. I, I would always race the, the Banshee because I just loved how that thing sounded like Banshees were actually the cool ATVs in real life. But anyway, um, so I didn't get a PS2 of my own until the slim model launch. And I actually okay. traded in my GameCube and all my games so I could get a, and I think I still had to pay like 50 bucks <laughs> to get my PS2 slim. Yeah. I got taken for a ride. <laughs> I mean, I wish, you know, in, uh, I wish I'd never done that, but then for some reason I also traded in my PS2 slim to get my PS3. <laughs> so that was also, I wish I'd ne- Why did I do that? <laughs> I mean, because the, the PS3 had played PS2 games. What do I need a PS2 for? <laughs> so yeah, you know. at least at least they built that in for a little while. Y- yeah, exactly. So, but it's like, why did I? So then I remember playing a lot of Vice City, and then especially San Andreas. I fell into San Andreas, like, <laughs> and uh, you know, another game that I like is is Bully. That's another one that I really oh, yeah. liked um, on the PS2. That was another sort of revelation i was on like a week break with school and i just played that every day for like six hours at a time you know (laughs) i played psychonauts for the first time and lego star wars like that lego star wars was another one that i must have put probably 60 hours into (laughs) like a long time just playing levels over and over again um, because you could be a jedi and the controls were actually pretty good for the time yeah, the, so. those the the early like Lego Star Wars games were still pretty fun. It's simple, but they got yeah. it right, you know. So yeah, exactly. Um, what what about you? Yeah, so I um, I guess like I mentioned, my my best friend at the time got hit got the PS2 close to launch. I was jealous. Um, I don't remember what he got, but it actually might have been Tekken Tag Tournament. Now that I'm thinking yeah. about it, but I definitely remembered watching like anime DVDs that. 
we got from Suncoast Video. <laughs> okay. Um, watching watching DVDs on his PS2. Um, I got my PS2 in early 2001. So, you know, not too far after the launch, probably like March or April or something like that. Um, and I was a junior in high school. And so I, yeah, like I mentioned, I got Smuggler's Run, got Madden NFL 2001. Those are my first two games that I got for it. But, you know, like one, one of the big selling points for the PS2 was the fact that, hey, it's an affordable DVD player because DVD players cost this much money or more and they don't even play video games. Yep. So because that was one of the selling points of it, I also used my PS2 as a DVD player like so much. I got into buying DVDs as well, like in addition to buying uh, PS2 games. And also, actually, at this time, like I was super heavy into playing Half Life on the PC and Team Fortress Classic and like the very early, <laughs> the the very early versions of Counter Strike on PC. So I think most of my time I was spending gaming on my PC. So I didn't I didn't get quite like a very large library early into the PS2's life. But yeah, as far as like using it as a DVD player, I watched The Matrix probably like a hundred times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there there was a period of time that like every night I would put that on when I was going to sleep and then just like wake up to that DVD menu. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> DVD menus and how annoying those could be with that yeah. like to either 10 second loop or like 30 second loop. But yeah, also uh, what I decided to upgrade from my VHS and get Monty Python on the Holy Grail on DVD. Um, also watch the heck out of movies like Memento and Amelie and Run Lola Run. So yeah, used, used this thing like 50%, at, like 50% of the time or maybe even more as a DVD player just because of like also doing PC gaming at the time. Yeah. And and also thinking of that, like I woke up listening to the season one Aqua Teen Hunger Force DVD menu, like looping so much. <laughs> like I was so into that show. Yep. Um, but yeah, I had I had my PS2 in my bedroom with my 27-inch CRT. All my other consoles were connected to it, like even my original NES. I don't think I had my original PlayStation connected because I did actually use this quite a bit as like a backwards compatible like PS1 basically. Oh, okay. Um and like I never got rid of my original PlayStation, but I feel like it loaded games faster and I also for PS1 only had one DualShock controller. So it was great that I was able to use that on my PS2, but I also for a long time only had one uh DualShock 2. Yeah. But you could use, if I'm not mistaken, you could use a DualShock 2 with the original PS1 games. So it was like a way that I could have two DualShocks for two-player PS1 games. And then also, I think some games... Hmm. Actually, now I don't remember. I was going to say, I think some games, or maybe maybe all games, possibly, supported the DualShock 1 on the PS2, for like as far as PS2 mm. games. I might be totally wrong about that. I can't remember, though. Yeah, I remember using older controllers on PS2, like whatever was lying around. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, at a friend's house, but I, I don't have like vivid memories of like, oh, this is exclusively a PS1 controller. Yeah. I plug it into the PS2. 
Um, though I feel like I did play Grand Theft Auto, or Grand Theft Auto Three, I think, with a non. Well, okay, I was gonna say I don't think it's possible to play without a Dual Shock. You need a Dual Shock in order to play that game. You need the joysticks. So yeah, I think you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, so mainly like the games that I really got the most into were games like the, the grand theft auto series. Oh my Mm -hmm. God. GTA three. Like there, there was a, this was, this was towards the end of 2001. Um, in my senior year of high school, I was house sitting for like this family that was friends or I guess neighbors of, of some of my family. (laughs) And I just remember having the best time with GTA three, like staying there, but then also like, like my girlfriend and some of her friends were hanging out and like my best friend was there. And like, we, there was one night that we like barbecued, we used the hot tub and then we like all took turns playing GTA three uh, where it's like, okay, like see if you can get six stars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then like, Oh, you died. It was only three. Okay. Next person's turn. Yep. Pass the controller. Yeah. That's the, that was the rule. You, when you died or got busted, you passed the controller. <laughs> yeah. And like, it was just, it was so, it was so fun and so entertaining yeah. with that game to just pass the controller around and like just see see how much chaos you could cause like even people that really weren't that into video games seemed to like want to get in on some of the madness yeah <laughs> um so yeah there was that there was also uh, the gran turismo series like man i remember remember the day that gran turismo 3 came out and like i i drove down to the mall i went to software etc before it turned into a gamestop and uh, picked up my my pre-ordered copy of Gran Turismo 3, and I was so excited to get home and play it. Um, also, the Tony Hawk games, my God. Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 especially, uh, at least on the PS2. Man, I I dumped so much time. Actually, those, those three series right there, I dumped, <laughs> yeah. like, I spent a disproportionate amount of time like on the PS2 playing those three series of games like way more than it like all the other games combined um so those are so good yeah and it's funny when you call out tony hawk pro skater 3 because in my mind according to my memories the first time i experienced that is when my friend bought a launch gamecube so when i see tony hawk pro skater 3 i think that is a gamecube game (laughs) you know so it's just, yeah. I mean, it's so. I'm like, this game does not exist on other consoles. Yeah, I, I got it. Tony Hawk Four on the GameCube. See, oh, okay. I had Tony Hawk Two on the Dreamcast, Tony Hawk Three <laughs> on the PlayStation Two, and Tony Hawk Four on the GameCube. Because oh, I'm an insane wow. person. <laughs> I was gonna say that's a very quite confusing childhood, if you ask me. But. Well, you know, part of it was like, oh, I, this is my newest console. I want a game that I know that yeah. I want to play. So I'll just get this, like this multi-platform release on my new console instead of on the one that I already have that series. 
Yes, exactly. Whenever you get the, so let's say you have several consoles, you always want to get the game that's going to give you the best experience, right? And the Dreamcast, that was that was the console for a while until oh, it was the yeah. PS2. Well, I mean, right? especially so, I mean, especially for Tony Hawk 2, like that was yeah. going to be the best mm-hmm. way to play it for a long time. Yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> actually, I wonder, Tony, there's Tony Hawk 2, I think, XL or something for the uh, original Xbox. Oh, wow. Okay, I, did, um, I wasn't familiar with that. Yeah, I think it's a slightly enhanced release. So if, if you want to blow your mind to like... But the thing that I just figured this out like a year ago, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 released on the PS1 also. So Oh yeah, that's right. So that game exists out there, and that's that's real weird to see that. Because yeah. <laughs> that's a GameCube game. That's in my head. Yeah, that's so yeah. I remember seeing uh there there was somebody when I first got into like watching Twitch in 2020, uh-huh. Uh, there was a guy, I can't remember who he is, but like, I'm, I'm following him. I, I would recognize him if I saw his name in the list. But anyway, I found him cause he was playing Tony Hawk pro skater three on the PS one. And I was like, is this a D make? <laughs> He's like, no, it, it actually released. I think maybe even Tony Hawk four might've even come out of the PS one. It may have, it's just mind blowing. Yeah. Um, I've not, I've not played those copies, but yeah. Oh my god, Tony! The Tony Hawk games are just so freaking good. I mean, yep. yeah, it it was one of my favorite games of 2020. Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two Remake. Yeah, god, now I want to play that again. That's so good. Um, even so, even though even though I even though I had Tony Hawk Two on the Dreamcast, I still whenever I think of the Tony Hawk series, like PlayStation comes to mind. Even though it was multi-platform, I just automatically think of PlayStation when I think of Tony Hawk for some reason. Yeah, sure. I mean, that was, uh, especially like when it came to Tony Hawk Underground, for example, that was a PS2 game, even though, even though Tony Hawk 3 was a GameCube game, that (laughs) that was a a PS2 game for sure. Um, Because that's where I played it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, also at the time I was, I I was into just car games in general. Mm -hmm. Like I played Stuntman. I thought the premise of that was really cool, even though it wasn't necessarily like the best game. I had a lot of fun with it still. Um, And also I really like, I really didn't do FPS games on consoles because of being so into them on PC. But the exception was something like Red Faction. And now I can't remember Mm -hmm. if it was the first one or the second one, or maybe it was both. Whichever one was the first one to have destructible environments, that was the one where I'm like, you can't do this. Like, this isn't even a thing on PC. So I have to check this out. I have to check out a game that has a destructible environment and like test the limits of what it means to be a destructible environment. Um, And had a lot of fun with that, like renting those from Blockbuster. Um, And as far as rentals go, I I do also remember renting the game The Warriors from Blockbuster because I remember that came out and I was like, wait, this is based off a movie? And my stepdad was like, oh, yeah, that's a pretty cool movie. So I think I think he and I rented the movie and watched it. And I think I later ended up renting uh, the game also from Blockbuster. And yeah. it's a, from what I what I can remember, it's a fun game, but it's it's been I don't know, it's been 20 years since I've played it, which is weird to say. <laughs> Yeah, that might not be on our list, but that's going to be on our list of games that we go back to, um, you know, for the podcast. Oh, yeah. But yeah, but one one of the things that's, because I've never played it. Oh, no. Um, 
though I I understand that, you know, coming from my readings of the internet that, you know, like the spray paint mechanic that was debuted in that game, you know, went on to bully. And then they also used it in San Andreas. Oh, nice. As well. Just sort of like you had to paint S's and stuff with the joystick. So, and make all kinds of shapes to, it was kind of a neat thing, novelty thing, but yeah. Just a peak rock star, like really (laughs) during this time. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, thinking of other games that I got to play that I didn't own. um, And I think I've talked about this on the show previously. I got to play Katamari Damacy for the first time over to friend's house. Like I think I can't remember. I can't remember the reason I was there, but that was not the reason. But I think it kind of turned into the reason <laughs> after a while. Because <laughs> yeah. um, he was like, man, you got to check this out. And I was like, this looks kind of goofy. Yep. And he's like, no, you really you just here. Just just take the controller. Just try it out. And uh, I remember really, really enjoying the game, though. I wouldn't play it again until I just ended up playing through it like maybe six months ago in Katamari mm-hmm. Damacy Reroll uh, via Game Pass, which... I mean, any way you can play Katamari Damacy, like, do it. It's amazing. But yeah, like, I feel like my my PS2 really only came out for, like, GTA for a while. And though though I definitely did play GTA San Andreas and played the crap out of uh, GTA 3, I think it was GTA Vice City that I probably played the most. Yeah. And I remember... So when GTA Vice City came out, the day that it came out was my very first day of working at a new job. And that was the biggest bummer. (laughs) (laughs) Especially like, especially around that time, you know, because I was I was 18 when yeah, I think I was 18 or 19. One of those, one of those ages, uh, when Vice City came out. And like especially around that time i was i was requesting days off like when video games launched because you know we didn't have to wait for day one patches we didn't have to mm-hmm. worry about what the server was like it was like if i pre-ordered the game i'm going to be able to go buy that game it'll be in my hand i put it in my console and i play it like that's as hard as this experience is going to be um so yeah normally i would take the day off for a big game release but i didn't get to do that since it was my first day on the job but man, I I remember picking it up before my shift started, looking at the map for the game, like getting real excited about it, and then putting it away and going to my first shift, and then and then staying up way too late playing it. Like I think I think I like tacked up the the map on my wall right next to like where I was going to be sitting on the ground, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> against my bed, looking at my TV. So that I could like already have an idea of where I'm supposed to be going. But man, man, I played the heck out of that game. And that soundtrack, that soundtrack is so good. It, uh, it is a very good soundtrack. I I mean, I played GTA 3 a, a fair amount. Yeah. You know, mostly past the controller, um, you know, cause chaos. And we did something similar with Vice City. And I'm going to share my Vice City memory, I guess. So there was one summer where... Um, I think I was about, I must've been 12 or 13 years old. Well, my, my stepbrother had the PS2 at this time. I did not have a PS2. 
And he went to juvenile hall <laughs> for like a summer, like a month or two. Is he like, like I, volunteering or I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, it was uh definitely um Yeah, you don't you don't have to go into anything. <laughs> compulsory. Um, and it, <laughs> so anyway, uh, it, I, every morning I woke up and I just played Vice City <laughs> and we had basically the cleared save. So I would just go in his room <laughs> and play Vice City all day. Um, and I just had the house to myself and it was kind of one of my favorite gaming memories <laughs> is just playing PS2 every day and playing Vice City because I could play as much as I want. You oh know, my like God, that's so funny. I couldn't, I didn't, I didn't have to yield to his gaming wishes and say, yeah. "Oh, it's his PS2, let him play." You know, so I just, I just liked driving around and doing yeah. nothing in particular, just yeah. exploring. You know, like it's so much fun. Flying the helicopter and the plane because that was a revelation. That was not in GTA Three. Well, I mean, you had the plane in GTA Three. You had the dodo, but that thing was not intended uh, to fly. Yeah. Well, you, you uh, speedrunners would prove you wrong. Yeah. Today, well, but. I mean, you you can fly it. It's just yes. It's designed to like come out of the sky. <laughs> yeah. Very easily. <laughs> like it's incredibly it's incredibly difficult to keep in the sky. A bird with clipped wings, basically. Yes. So it's, um, yeah. So the thing is that though, when San Andreas came out, that was a revelation for me because like I had my PS2 Slim that was still pretty new at the time. And I just played that constantly. I just, you know, the I remember getting a car and then just driving over to the airport, getting on top of the car to jump the fence so that I could hop in a plane and just fly. Like, <laughs> so that yeah. game was so important to me. And I, I mean, eventually completed it. It took, you know, lots of cheat codes and years of work, oh, yeah. but eventually beat it. But yeah, that, that I, I don't really know what else to say, but you know, that maybe we didn't already talk about in our, <laughs> episode on San Andreas. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I love me some Vice City. Wanna, yes. Want to get back into that sometime. Real quick, one last yeah. Vice City thing. Did you ever use the floating car um, cheat code? I don't know. So basically what this entails is that you would um, you could drive off the sand and then when as soon as you hit the water, your tires will rotate sideways <laughs> and your car becomes a boat. Basically, you're driving That's on amazing. top of the water. And so, yeah, that was like how we're like, okay, we don't have other parts of the map unlocked yet. So we just... <laughs> drive across the water because there are rope. I don't think they had like the wanted level system back then, like where you'd be super wanted as soon as you touched like a, a locked piece of land. I, I can't remember, but yeah, anyway, that was yeah, our I way remember. of getting around the, the barriers basically that were, you know, not allowing us to, Oh, that's funny. <laughs> so yeah, that was, that was like going to the moon. That was awesome. You know? <laughs> so Yeah. So, so post GTA, I kind of, my PS2 didn't really exist to me until one game came out. One game with a fake plastic guitar that would <laughs> change my life forever. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, man, Guitar Hero, when that came out in 2005, holy crap. Like, yep. 
I think I think I bought it the week that it came out. Like there was just so much buzz around the game. And it was so easy to get people to hang out and play Guitar Hero. Like at that point, I just my PS2 went everywhere with me. Like it was it was it was like back to like when I was a kid and had my SNES. I took that thing everywhere with me. Like I always showed up with my little black case logic bag with my SNES in it and uh just was like, hey. Have you ever played this game? Well, now you will. (laughs) (laughs) So it was, it was the same thing uh, with guitar hero and got a second guitar as soon as I could. And like had guitar hero parties. And there was a certain point though, uh, well into the guitar hero career. I think guitar hero two had already come out as well. And my fat PS2 stopped reading discs. Like, it just wouldn't do it. And I didn't have a lot of money at the time. So, well, I got this this couple-month-old Nintendo DS Lite with a couple of games. So I traded that in and got a slim PS2. And it made traveling for Guitar Hero that much easier. (laughs) So much easier. I mean, the... It's like 30% the size of the yeah, original it's, fat PS2. It's, it's comical. I think it's like, I think they threw around a statistic like 29% of the volume. I mean, yes, it, uh, yeah, there you go. We got, yeah, got that. I mean, it big difference. It, it did use an difference. external power supply. The external power supply is what makes the, it takes up a big bulk of sure. the original PS2, but that's yeah. That slim model was amazing, and of course, you didn't have the ejecting disc drive. You had the yeah. little flap that sort of came up, um, but that that's a big deal. I, I guess I want to talk about my. I didn't play. I didn't own Guitar Hero myself, but I had some friends that did. Yeah, so I was over there often, and that was just the cool game to play. Um, they um, so you know my friend Crawfish Pinch, who you yes. know I was over at their house because uh, uh, he has a twin brother. So uh, we we would I would I would play Guitar Hero just like basically after they were done playing, and so I could practice like late into the night. I was still always like a medium and maybe some hard songs, but you know pretty much like just wanted to get better. I was, I had my own save on their memory card, you know, like this is my own career that I was working through. Yeah. It was, I mean, of course, you know, the, the hype sort of peaked into rock band and we still play rock band to this day, but you know, the guitar hero was the start. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, guitar hero was like, it was something else, man. It was a sensation on the PS2. Like I, yeah. I wonder how many I wonder how many additional PS2 consoles that sold because like it just it blew up. Like people yeah. the people that weren't into video games really wanted to check out Guitar Hero. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there's I mean there's a couple there's a couple games that I wish I had when it came to that music genre. I would really love to have Rock Band for the PS2. I have the PS3 version. But just having the PS2 version, I just think it's cool. I'm sure you could get it for like two dollars. <laughs> okay, that that would be that would be interesting. 
Um, the other one is Guitar Hero 2, I believe, came out on the 360. Yes. That was when it, f- when it first went multi-platform. That would be another interesting yeah, version I, I of have that, that game to have. Okay, awesome. Yeah, that was... Like, I got that as I was waiting for Rock Band, I think, yep. to come out. <laughs> and I think I might have even... Actually, I don't remember when Guitar Hero 3 came out. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's not the same developer. Like, I, I was... I was heavy into like wanting to get into rock band. I mean, not only because of the drums, but like when I found out that the people that made Guitar Hero, Guitar Hero Rocks the 80s and Guitar Hero 2, which also Guitar Hero Rocks the 80s was amazing. Um, yeah. Well, that was it was Harmonix. Harmonix made those games. And then uh. and then uh, I think Red Octane who published that was bought by Activision. And I don't think harmonics had rights to the game possibly like they couldn't publish or create guitar hero games so they created rock band <laughs> yeah <laughs> did you, uh, your ds light look like this <laughs> yes uh mine was black your yeah oh is that the black one? this one this one's also black yeah oh mine i remember mine had a matte finish oh interesting yeah glossy finish but um but yes i love that I little system those. So you also traded in a console that maybe regrettably that you gave up. I mean, you have Honestly, a 3DS to this day. Uh, I don't regret it because it allowed me no. to keep playing Guitar Hero. <laughs> yeah, like, I it's, mean, it's a tough choice because yeah. I did give up playing, you know, a DS and owning a DS. But my God, Guitar Hero was just something else, man. Like I yeah, needed, I, I needed a PS2. Like there was no way I was going to stop playing Guitar Hero. <laughs> I mean, at least, um, you know, I didn't give up my games when I traded in my PS2. So, so yeah. my PS2 games. So, yeah, I think, I think I kept, did I keep any DS games? I don't think I did. I think I only had like three games. So I just traded everything in. I think I like. I think I walked out like spending like twenty bucks on my slim PS2 or something. Nice. So, yeah. So that's so that's uh that's a lot of my historic, I guess, gaming on the PS2. But in more recent years, I learned what the heck Persona was. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, and was able to uh, pick up Persona three and four for pretty cheap. Uh, on the PS2. And same thing with uh, Guitar Man. Like, I had always heard of that game, but then, I don't know, sometime in the past 10 years, um, I think from hearing Greg Seward talk about it on the Player One podcast, I was like, I, and then I saw it somewhere and was like, all right, well, it's not too expensive. I'll, I'll snag it. And it's so much fun. It's such a great PS2 game. Um, mm. And then also, uh, as gifts from my partner's mom before she passed away, I got the first two Kingdom uh, Kingdom Hearts games on the PlayStation 2. And I think I made it a little more than halfway through the first game, but I, I just every time I think about it, I'm like, crap, I gotta go back. I like I wanna finish these games because they were her favorite games and she wasn't like she wasn't a big gamer, but there were a few things that she like found within video games that she got really into, and like Kingdom Hearts was like hands down her favorite. So um, mm-hmm. I still, I still want to go back and see if either I can finish that save or I might have to start it over. Um, I started looking into like the modern way, like the modern console ways to play it, but like 
it is so convoluted. I really don't oh, understand. Yes. So I'm just like, no, I'm going to stick with what I have on the PS2 and just play what's on the PS2 because I don't get their numbering system, their naming system. It's like Kingdom Hearts 28 and a third uh, magical drop dream distance flight of the duck. Uh, I don't know. It's like really HD remix. You forgot that part. Yes, at the and end, then HD so. remix <laughs> part two. Yeah, part two. Yeah, it's 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 difficult. Um, and if you were to play Kingdom Hearts one, two, and then three, you'd be incredibly confused because you've only scratched the surface on the lore. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> uh, very very interesting. Um, Super weird. But that yeah, Crawfish Pinch was a. Yep, he, he, definitely big Kingdom Hearts person. So, nice. especially the original. So, um, I, I played a little bit of that. I didn't make it very far. I think I borrowed it from Mister Crawfish. So, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm uh, in the Allison. Wait, yeah, Allison Wonderland part. The like off of the yeah. heads. I think. I yep, think. I, I think that's that. maybe where I left off. Yeah. It's the last thing I can remember anyway. I think I was on um it was possibly Peter Pan, which I think was after that, where you're on a Okay. But I remember playing through that. Some rapid fire things we got here. I was just thinking about it and like the the whole console home screen thing wasn't necessarily brand new. Mm-mm. But I feel like this was the most well executed home screen at the time like i like i like the one for the original xbox Mm -hmm. and like you know same with the the dreamcast when you don't have a disc in there but like the and like the like i don't know i can't even i can't even do the noise but yeah just the i don't know the the font the whole background like the sounds when you switch between the different menu options, like there's just something about that whole home screen design that's so appealing. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's really good. It's very nostalgic because it's sort of strange. It's very like you're kind of like looking down and what looks like skyscrapers into a foggy area, which, you know, of course, coincides with how much save data that you actually have on your memory card, right? So the more blocks you see, the more of a dense city it becomes. That's amazing. Um, so I mean, that's that's really cool. I, a little piece of trivia that I saw on the or yeah. on the internet too is so you know when you don't insert a disc and it's got the little spinny thing that goes back and forth. Yeah, it's a that's a clock. Oh um, yeah. So if you yeah. yeah so that I thought that was really kind of cool too. Um, so it'll. If you go into your system settings, it'll sort of turn into a clock and it'll coincide the hour that it's currently on. So, um, so yeah, I, I think that was the only thing that was like really frustrating to me about the PlayStation 2 is that I felt like a lot of the settings and options were kind of limited. Like you had to remove a disc to be able to even get to a menu that would allow you to do anything. Um, and I guess same with the GameCube, but at least you could like manage data on your memory card and things like that. I mean, of course you can do that on the PS2. I, I just, I'm partial to the GameCube. I'm just going to say that right <laughs> now, but that, that home screen startup, I mean, it's very, very good. Um, 
God, I didn't even talk about Shadow of the Colossus. That was a whole yeah, phenomenon. Well, please do. Also, no, I mean, bring it up. It's just like I got a demo disc, or, or I was remember playing that with friends, yeah. and there was a uh, one, you know, Tony the Creator that brought it over, you know, and he was just hyping this thing up like this thing. He's been reading about it. Is like this thing is badass. This is an awesome game, and it was just unlike anything that we had played at that yeah. point. Like, what do you mean there's no enemies <laughs> like in the game? There, it's this giant barren world that you sort of ride around in, and there are only bosses that you fight. And that was that was unusual. I, I, mean, I still have never played Shadow of the Colossus. Whew. Yeah, that uh, that that uh. Uh, PlayStation Four version by Blue Point. That's excellent, excellent game. So look for that one. Uh, okay. Great way to play it. But that was a weird time. Very experimental, interesting things coming out during this time. And that was. <laughs> Guess I didn't have as much to say about it as I thought. Yeah, hey, hey, no, no worries. So I know I don't have it written down, but like, so what? What do you think of the actual design? of the PS2 hardware, like starting with like the, the quote fat model. Yeah. So, I mean that that's also just nostalgic. I think it's personally, if you look at all of Sony's consoles that they've ever made, in my opinion, I think the PS2 is peak basically like, yeah. And you know, I, on, <laughs> I'm honestly the PS4, and might be one of the worst that I've seen. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like the, I, you're talking I, about like the launch version of it? I I just don't like that sort of eraser shape that they went with with it. And oh, it's like, like kind of like uh what is it? Crap, what's that shape? Is it trapezoid? No. Yeah. Um no. parallelogram. There we go. Thank you. That's yeah. the right word I was looking for. Yeah. Trap is yeah. It, it it's kind of, no, it's okay. I mean, technically it's just one side would be smaller than it would be a trapezoid. But um anyway, yeah, that's a that was unusual. I mean, I guess I'm partial to the um PS4 Pro. I think that's a slightly better design there, so I like that model. Uh however, going back to the fat PS2, I think it's one of the best. I think it's, you know, the, the Sony PlayStation was incredibly well designed, but I just, the games that it ran, I, I think that the, the PlayStation two, like the performance matched the design, you know? Uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's beautiful. And yeah. I love this. Oh, wait, is it oh, the is other it direction? Yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. I think so PS2 many people. Logo rotates. Yeah, so many people didn't know that. That was something yeah. that I like knew before I took it out of the box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One of the videos from Digino Gaming that I was watching, um, they had said that the designer um, chose the colors to resemble the Earth and floating in space. So you have the blue for the planet Earth oh. and the blackness all around. So, oh. yeah, I really. Those colors are amazing. Yeah, it's just I, I I like blue as a color in general, but you know the unlike you know the PlayStation Three, you know it doesn't have any of that glossy plastic that scratches by looking at it. Yeah, it's, you know that's the thing. That's ah, I hate that that glossy black plastic. It's just a yeah. scratch magnet. <laughs> yep, I I mean it my my PS3 looks like it's been mauled by some sort of terrible monster just because of being transported around and all that. But 
yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great console. It's solid. I love like the sort of the add-ons. I saw you had the ethernet adapter and there's space for a hard disk in yeah, there also, got a, which got a almost nobody used. Oh, that's, that's what that is. Not the ethernet adapter, but it, they kind of went hand in well, hand. Well, yeah, the, so the one that I have is aftermarket so that it can re so that it can use a SATA hard drive, mm-hmm. but the actual mm-hmm. one was an IDE hard drive and it also had, um, I think it had LAN and it had a phone connector. I see. Well. Okay. I, I love the USB ports on there, though it had yeah. really limited use also when, has fire when I was using. Yep. Fire I mean, wi- at I least mean, what Apple called FireWire. It's the i3, what, I, I can't remember what the heck Sony called it, or the iLink I think, is what Sony called uh, it, I think. Okay. I For some reason, I was thinking IC3P. I don't know what that means. <laughs> that, that was just printed in my head. Um, anyway, yeah, USB ports, I, I think I remember maybe charging some low power things with it at the time, but I really don't remember using them. But one exception would be, okay, if you're playing a rock band and you need to plug in more instruments, yeah, you had to be, plug a hub into that. I think also that, like if, if people were using like SingStar, they would use like yes. USB microphones or something. Which yeah. I never played those That's games, right. but like I know I understand there was a, a pretty pretty big following for that game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really big in Europe, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like overall, like I I love the the design of the PS2, and I loved the blue box, like the box that it like the original PS2 came in. I should have grabbed it, but it's probably in other like it's mixed in with other boxes in my closet behind me. Yeah, the uh, curse of I, I've already stored my PS5 box like somewhere because <laughs> I'm like I can't throw this away. Yeah, it's enormous, but I <laughs> can't throw it away. Um, and that is back when boxes were really quality too. Like the the boxes now that they ship are so sort of thin and flimsy. They're like made out of durable paper, basically. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think part of it is so that it's it's more eco-friendly nowadays but oh it's not God. like super super <laughs> thick cardboard yes so correct. but yeah but they don't hold up as well <laughs> no no they don't um and i guess also what do you think about the design of the ps2 slim yeah i mean that was like i said i i've, I've used revelation a lot now there's a tiny strip of that super and the, the little um, playstation logo also yeah, moves rotates. on this one. Um, there's a tiny strip of that sort of uh, scratchy black plastic, yeah. so you'll see that. Yeah, see, lots of scratches appear there, but but mostly matte. Um, I I'm just amazed how many things they were able to retain, but also adding an Ethernet port on that unit. Yeah, um, that's right. And and maintaining the uh, optical out yeah. for sound as well. That that was really impressive. But yeah, that the only kind of bummer about that is I really wanted to put it on its side and you needed a stand that was not included in the box, at least not as far as I was aware. Yeah. <laughs> so you had to buy a separate stand to stand it up. So I think it really looks cool stood up. But. The the PS2, the 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 fat one had a had a vertical stand, but did you know that it has a horizontal stand? No, I did not know that. Yeah. Um no. I I think uh CJ on the player one podcast, he said that he bought the horizontal stand. They're like, wait, <laughs> so the one that you're just laying it down, you bought a stand for that. 
There's an official <laughs> one from Sony, apparently, which is kind of ridiculous. Oh, interesting. I mean, I I am happy with the PS5 that they've learned that the stand works in both orientations. So oh, nice. That's cool. So yeah, you do in that one. You kind of need the horizontal stand in that case, just because well, of the yeah, shape because of, that of the thing. shape of the system. <laughs> but so that yeah, that makes uh, sense. Whereas like the PS2, it's like flat on all sides. <laughs> yeah, it does not need a stand when it is laying down flat. <laughs> yeah. No. Exactly. No, I, I mean, that's the orientation you saw it always in. I mean, putting discs in, in that thing is kind of awkward if it is standing upright because you do have to sort of get the the spindle to make contact, so you have to apply some pressure. Oh, yeah, for the, the slim? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's a little interesting there, but I guess a necessary evil. But yeah, I think overall, there's some good-looking consoles. Yeah, do you have a favorite between the two designs? Um, I mean, I do prefer the launch version of the PS2. Um, yeah. I mean, it's it's not as it's not as convenient to travel with, and it's more prone to discrete errors. But mm-hmm. just the general design and like what it looks like, I, I prefer the launch model. I think I did have some discrete errors with this my Slim PS2, particularly the blue discs. I think oh. so. Oh yeah, that was a whole thing too. Like certain mm-hmm. certain color discs on the bottom, it yeah. was fine, and like some like lasers would have issues with you know other colors of discs. What do do you recall? Was it just blue and like silver? Um, I remember seeing blue and silver. I think the um, the black discs were PS1. Yeah, those were PS1 games, which I loved that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought yeah, that was, was really so cool. cool. <laughs> yeah, I think the vast majority were just your typical like CD, you know, transparent sort of yeah. color. Um, yeah, I, I'm partial to the slim because that was the one that was mine, <laughs> you know, and I just, I think it's I love the efficiency of it, though. I am fascinated about like, you know, just so sort of the, the hardware things, the space, like the things you can do with them, you know? Yeah. Uh, like, especially nowadays, I think you get more flexibility out of the fat PS2. Um, yeah. You know, with using things like uh, free, Mac, free McBoot and hard drive boot. Because free McBoot is like software that, folks can either put onto a memory card or you can buy it with it there already. And it, it just kind of gives you ways to play like backups of the games that you have so that you don't have to wear out your own discs. Um, or yeah. you can even get it so that they're on a hard drive and the, the slim PS two doesn't have a space for a hard drive. So I think there are different ways that you can play like via the USB port, or I think you can play like via network or something like, you know, SMB like server setup type thing. But yeah, I think, you know, nowadays you get the most flexibility uh, with the fat PS2, like right out of the gate. If you're trying to use free McBoot Um, and like one of the cool things about free McBoot is it will allow you to force 1080p visuals like mm. you, or was it 1080i? You know, it might be 1080i. Okay, but like yeah. I, I think it was from a uh, Metal Jesus Rocks video that I saw. Okay, where you can actually like force a higher resolution for a game, so you 
you get better you get better image quality than technically what was designed and it seems like it supports it pretty well yeah um so it's it's crazy that people are still coming up with like different different ways to enhance your PS2 experience uh you know nowadays it's uh, it's pretty cool mm-hmm. you, you know that that's something that you know i was thinking about earlier today when we were talking in about um, doing this recording or, you know, doing this episode. And I really wish that there was, you know, sort of a way that Sony still made PS2s, like they never stopped, you know, like they just kept making them just smaller and cheaper and things like that. Or, you know, maybe that's completely unrealistic. I mean, you know, just to continue. Vita. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just like, just, just, you know, okay, let's say, all right, well, maybe they're just not interested in making, well, you know, why don't their consoles also just like iterate on top of it? You know, like, why can't I put a PS1 disc into my, my PS5 or something like that? It's just, it's a real bummer. So I, I would have taken either direction, either, you know, new consoles or just very cheap versions of the old stuff. So yeah, let's keep them coming. If only, I, I, I don't know. I just, wish I had a way to, to play some of these games, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, um, besides having to, you know, keep my PS3 alive. <laughs> well, so. you can get a fat PS2, a, uh, network adapter that actually doesn't have a network adapter, but you know, can read a yep. SATA hard drive and, uh, you can even get a free McBoot. Uh, I mean, you can either do it yourself. You have to have the, I think you have to have the, PlayStation network, sorry, PlayStation memory card adapter for the PlayStation 3. Oh, I have one of those. So <laughs> I think you can do that yeah. and make your own free McBoot memory card, but the whole process isn't very difficult at all. Um, yep. It's it's nice too because you can also, like, I have a couple Japan region games, but I don't have a Japanese uh, PS2. So that's the way that I'm like, okay, well, if I can use free McBoot and get an image of it, then like, I feel okay about that. I have the game. It's up on my shelf. I just can't, when I put it in my PS2, it just, it's like, sorry, this is the wrong region. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but when you play the ISO, it doesn't matter. Like it, it doesn't, okay. it doesn't care. So, but yeah, I mean, honestly, that, that's a, that's a good way to be able to play a bunch of PS2 games is actually yeah. just getting the hardware if you can. I think it I think they're not too expensive still. I think you can still get a PlayStation 2 for under 100 bucks. You know, like depending on what else you would need, your your cost will vary. But yeah. you know, if you've already got a retro tank, you're already good to go. Yeah, that's I mean, that's that's a good point too cuz I was just thinking about I'm like, ooh, HDMI, that's one thing that the PS3 does is is a good PS2 for is HDMI output. But yeah. But yeah, yeah, if you've got an upscaler, then it's easy enough to just plug in either your component cables or you can uh use the composite cables as well mm. and pump that out to HDMI that way. Yeah, good call. Anything else you want to discuss here? I mean, I think we already at least well, I already talked a lot about using my PS2 as a DVD player. Did you do that that yeah. very much? 
Um, you know, not a lot myself. Uh, I remember at, you know, Mr. Crawfish Prince's house. Yes, absolutely. The PS2 was always a DVD player. Um, I, I think around 2000, 2001, I got a DVD player for Christmas, a Sony DVD player. Um, it was sort of this weird, like clam (laughs) that like was like tilted forward and had this like semi white translucent lid that would just like open up. And so it was like actually surprisingly compact. It was kind of a thick boy, but it was, <laughs> uh, you know, pretty compact for a DVD player. That thing was a runner. That thing, I think my mom was probably watching movies on that thing in 2013, 2014, <laughs> like just like 10 years later. And I used the heck out of it. So I didn't watch too many movies on PS2, though I did get really good con- at, at the, um, controls like the chapter changing and the you know um you play pause and turning on subtitles and all those things like that all that was really good too (laughs) i don't know why in the playstation 4 sony decided to completely uproot that control scheme and change it but i thought it worked really good yeah it was try playing a movie on a ps4 it's a it's it's challenging i don't think i ever have yeah yeah exactly i mean it's just different times right but uh yeah i think the last time that i tried to watch a dvd i popped it into my xbox because i had like my original xbox i have the dvd remote for that (laughs) yeah yeah exactly so that was a that was a standout feature i think with the xbox you needed a remote to be able to play DVDs on yeah, it. Yeah, I think you the needed catch. the remote. Yeah, I think you needed the remote like all like full stop to be able yeah. to do it, which I think is kind of silly, but yeah. But oh well. All right. Yeah, well. I th- oh, sorry. I, I I you know, if I can speculate for a minute, I yeah. saw I read something about if a console can play DVDs, they have to pay royalties and order like a small royalty per console sold. So I wonder if Microsoft's way of getting around with that was like we're going to set, we're going to, we'll give the royalty based on this remote. Like every remote sold, we'll pay the royalty there. So, yeah, I mean, that'd be, that'd be a better way around that, I think. So that's, um, yeah, it's not a lot of DVD player, but yeah, it was a very handy thing to have. All right. Well, one of, if not the last thing that I want to ask you here real quick, top three PS2 games. Oh no. Or top five, whichever uh, is easier for you to come up with, yeah, okay. like rapid fire. Okay, just these are just my thinking of my favorite. Yes, so not objectively um, the best. Your favorite, not objectively the best. And um, do they have to be platform specific? Do they have to be exclusive no. to the PS2? Okay, because I played Lego Star Wars a lot, so that was that's my number five. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Vice City, we're going to put that in at number four. ATV Off-Road Fury, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, and ooh, number number one is going to be a little, <laughs> a little tricky. Let's let's go ahead and you give your your top five. Okay, go. <laughs> I in in no particular order. Okay, the first five games that I feel passionate about. Uh, on the PS2 are Guitar Hero 2, mm-hmm. GTA 3, GTA Vice City, 
Hold on. I talked about other games. Why can't I think of other games now? <laughs> Did you say Gran Turismo already? No, Gran Turismo 3. Uh-huh. And uh, crap, what else? I talked about other games. Uh, gu- uh, Guitar Room Man. That's it. Okay. Oh, Guitar Room Man made the... That's it. Okay. It's yeah. on the list. So, I can't no, go number back. One, my number one's Bully. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice. a, it was a very, uh, I mean, it was just a, it was Grand Theft Auto, but a teen rated Grand Theft Auto, you know? So just that a little was, bit worse. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, kidding. yeah, no, I know. it's just, uh, it's just like everything was toned down. There wasn't, there wasn't guns. Nobody was dying, you know? So very important game to me. So <laughs> nice. But yeah, those are, those are my, my top five. That's, that's pretty, I'm, Good, good job springing that on me. I didn't even, I didn't even see that coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, I figured if it was a planned thing, then there would have been yeah. a very, like we would have had a very long interaction about it. Yeah. And I'm going to say honorable mention, Jack and Daxter. That's, that is, uh, that one, I'm going to say if that is the most oh PlayStation 2 game that there is. That is the, like, if there's one game that represents PlayStation 2 at the launch, it was it was Jack and Dexter. I just remembered Strike Guitar Room Man. We're doing Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was that's what that that's what I thought. I didn't hear Tony Hawk. I'm like, yeah. that's not right. No. <laughs> that's that's yeah. what I was forgetting about was Tony Hawk. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, any any final or closing thoughts or memories or anything that you want to share uh, regarding the PS2? Great console. It was one of my favorites. I think it's yeah. I think it's funny. I think after uh, after checking out your PS Five recently, mm-hmm. and the, some of the some of the conversations we were having, it reminded me that I do have a lot more nostalgia for PlayStation consoles than I realized, and yes. you know, kicking around different ideas for something, and then this coming up. Like you saying, oh, we could do something about a console. And I'm like, PlayStation 2. Like, that was, <laughs> yes. for some reason, the very first thing that came to mind. Because, um, yeah, it's, a, it's such a great system. Yeah. And there's a, man, I, I feel like I could talk about just as long about the GameCube also. So, oh, yeah. you know, we might have more episodes like that's, this. <laughs> that's great. I, yeah. I got plenty of things to say about the GameCube as well. So, yeah. And other systems, but... But yeah, this was fun. Anything else before we, I guess, go back to the future and then get the heck out of here? Let's let's do it. All right, well, let's get in that time machine. And we have arrived back to the present day, which it doesn't matter what day it is. It's the future. We're no longer in the year 2000. Well, <laughs> we're at least in the year 2022. Uh, but we're, hey, uh, whatever day that you're listening to this, that's, exactly. that's what day we're on. <laughs> that's, that's where we just came back to. Um, but Hey everybody, thanks so much for listening to the show. We know there are a lot of podcast options out there and we appreciate you taking the time to put our words in your ears. It really does mean a lot. And thanks so much for, for coming to this, uh, first of possibly many, who knows of, uh, these console memory shows. Uh, you can also check out our website at www.retrogametimemachine.com and you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, and heck, probably every other podcasting application out there. You can join us on Discord, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and you can support us at the 2 and $5 tiers uh, on Patreon. May your video games be fun. And bye for now. See you. <laughs>